everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I am also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms, and The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. You can find all three of those books on Amazon and at DorendaWilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers, in addition to the places that I just mentioned. And if you enjoyed The Unhurried Homeschooler, I think you'll love The 4-Hour School Day because it's kind of like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler, except it's not simple. Uh, Well, it's pretty simple. It's just not mercifully short. But again, I think a lot of uh, moms have enjoyed it because it, it is uh, has a lot a very similar feel to the unhurried homeschooler. All right, well, today I want to be sharing. I want to start out sharing with you. I cannot get my words straight. Um, I just ran in the house to use the restroom, and I'm still catching my breath. <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right, so I want to let you guys know about this community that I started. It's an online community where I'm encouraging and mentoring moms in taking a more simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling. It is called the Simply Unhurried Community. And so I just want to take a couple of minutes to tell you a little bit about that. Have you ever heard the phrase, more isn't better? Sometimes it's just more. The Simply Unhurried community is here to unburden you, to help you find joy in slowing down and simplifying your homeschooling so you can enjoy this journey with your kids. A while back, I created the Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course. Throughout these videos, I help moms understand what it looks like to take a more simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling at all the different grade levels. This video course is free to all members of the Simply Unhurried community. You can watch the videos at your own pace or jump into a group that's watching them together and discussing them along the way. In addition to the course, you'll find other topics like general homeschooling, unhurried homeschooling at all age levels, and homeschooling struggling learners, as well as resources, practical tips, and conversation that will inspire and encourage you. So please click the link in the show notes and begin to find what you need to simplify, slow down, and love the homeschooling life that God's given you. All right, moms, today we're going to be talking about taking a simple, unhurried approach to science in the high school years. Now, you're probably wondering if that's even possible, but I shared in the last podcast that our family mainly did interest-led learning when it came to science in the elementary years for several reasons. And uh, if you didn't listen to that podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, But when the kids got into high school, we did a more structured version of science because I just felt like developmentally, they were actually ready to really grasp the bigger, fuller picture of science and how it relates to our creator in just a more, in more depth. Um, and, you know, of course, there were also credits that they were wanting to earn toward their diploma. So we wanted to be sure that we were covering those, but we wanted to do it in a way that encouraged retaining what they learned and um, even more importantly, enjoying the process as much as possible. 
I'll give you just an example. Um, Our oldest daughter was already caring for animals on our little hobby farm because that was something that she was passionate about. So we could use a, a, a lot of hours from that particular thing that she already enjoyed doing to count towards her science credits. Um, Depending on the kid, you know, you might just be trying to get through science or they may be really passionate about some or all science-related things. We know that every kid is different and so we wanna take that into account as we're approaching these high school years. But either way, um, today we're gonna talk about avoiding the overwhelm and finding out what it might look like to take a simple, unhurried approach to science in the early years. And I'm excited because today I have my good friend Sherry Seligson back on the podcast with us. She joined us for the last podcast as well and just had so many great things to share. And so I just really love having Sherry on the podcast because she really has such a passion for motherhood and homeschooling. Um, but also for science. Um, In fact, she has written several science curriculums. Um, So I love getting her perspective on all this as well. So listen in as I share a little bit more about Sherry. Sherry is a 21-year veteran homeschooling mom to four kids, a wife uh, to husband Dave. She's also a Christian. She is a marine biologist with a pre-med bachelor and master of education degrees. Before being promoted to motherhood, Sherry worked as a marine biologist at Walt Disney World's Living Seas, publishing shark behavior research. She has authored Apologias Exploring Creation with General Science, marine biology, and internships for high school credit, instructional video courses for Apologia's science curricula and companion curricula for feature films, including Dolphin Tail and War Horse. An international conference and retreat speaker, Sherry uses transparency, truth, and humor to encourage moms on their homeschool journey and to teach families and students the importance and excitement of studying God's creation. Sherry, welcome back. Hi, good to be here, Dorinda. (laughs) Well, let's dive into the questions right away because I know moms are sitting there probably thinking, okay, what is this even going to, what is this even going to look like? So I think we'll just start with the question of what is really important in these years academically when it comes to science? Well, a lot of academics, a lot of this is going to depend on what your students want to do in the future. Um, some, Some kids know what they want to do in the future right away when they enter those high school years. But many of our kids don't know in ninth or 10th grade. And of course, they don't need to know by this point. Mm -hmm. But we do need to be aware that as their parents, we should help prepare them for whatever God has ahead for them. So we teach them how to cook, to clean, to to care for themselves. We give them academic tools for a broad education that will be a good jumping off point when they do know Mm -hmm. what college, career, or home-based path God is leading them to. It's helpful to build in our kids a love of learning, knowing how to be self-directed learners. And that's Part of that goal during the transition years of middle school is to help them to take on the the skill set of becoming self-directed. Um, so I recommend in the science in sciences a good foundation of general science principles and general biology. Those are those are to me some of the key subjects that you want your children to have, regardless of their um, their path in the future, because that way they get to explore the three major science branches. So say, for example, a student doesn't like chemistry. It's very different from physics and biology. Those are the three, chemistry, physics, and biology. Um, I tell Mm -hmm. students, 
that before they can say they hate science, they really need to be exposed to all three of these branches to be able to hate all three, to say they hate science, because (laughs) they're very, very different. You may have a student who Mm -hmm. absolutely dislikes biology and they start taking chemistry and they love it or physics or vice versa. So Mm -hmm. they're very Mm -hmm. different. And it's, it's good to get a general science exposure there as well as biology, because biology is important for us. We're all living beings. And it's good Mm -hmm. for our children to have a knowledge of how our bodies work, along with the biology of plants and animals, no matter our life path, because most of our kids will one day, Lord willing, be parents themselves. And Mm -hmm. a general knowledge of anatomy, physiology, nutrition would be really Mm -hmm. good for them to understand when they're in a doctor's office with a very sick child. And so, and also for the parents, I I encourage you not to withhold science from your children just because you don't like it or had a bad experience with it or don't understand it because mm. we may be preventing our kids from being exposed to something that they're wired to love. I, I have that mm-hmm. perfect example myself. I do love science and my kids were, I would probably say given I, I erred on the side of giving them too much because I loved it, mm-hmm. but I didn't get mm-hmm. poetry. I, I really never understood it. I never mm-hmm. understood the benefit of it. I mean, those guys were dead been dead for 300 years. I don't know what they meant right. when they wrote it. You know, I, I personally had a hard time, but then I realized I was preventing my children from being exposed to something because I didn't like it. And it turned out mm-hmm. as I started learning along with them, I appreciated it more. And one of them in particular really, really liked it. So we have so much influence on our kids. And so if we don't like a subject and shy away from it because we don't like it, it's a rare student who's going to step up and say, hey, I want to learn about that mom or dad. Give me more school. Mm-hmm. So especially in those mm-hmm. teen years. So I really encourage you to try to get them exposed to um, those broad general science principles as well as a life science of sorts because um, we you know, we want our kids to be self-educators. They can work to fill in any of the gaps. But um, mm-hmm. if, you know, if they're suddenly prompted to pursue a science field, but we have a responsibility to give them that well, well-rounded education as best as we're prayerfully able to do. And then God will fill in those gaps. Right. So what I'm hearing you say, you say is um, with general science, they will be exposed to those three other things. And it may give us an indication as to which one of those they might want to do, biology, physics, or chemistry. Yes. And it really depends on the curriculum. If you're using a curriculum for general science, every curriculum is different. Um, uh, the, the one that I wrote for Apologia is a a true general science curriculum. Every chapter is mm-hmm. a different science subject. So you've got astronomy, you've got marine science, you've got um, anatomy, you've got um, ecology, uh, physics, chemistry. So that way they're getting, you know, a, a, a chapter of study to be get a full range. Plus in that course, we walk them through how to take notes, how to study. I mean, think mm-hmm. about homeschoolers. Homeschoolers really have few opportunities to take notes and it's an important mm-hmm. skill for life. I mean, even in a sermon, mm-hmm. we want to be able to take notes or at a meeting. And so um, giving them the, the the lessons on how to take notes, we have a student notebook that walks them through that process, how to study for a test. I mean, these are skills, if they are college directed, they're going to need to learn how to do. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so yes, a good, a good general science course that covers a broad spectrum. It doesn't have to be apologia, but. Um, right, right. Well, we're, like we're that. doing your general science and uh, loving it. So oh, <laughs> um, I, can, I can vouch for it. So <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I love that because that really does help us sort of narrow down and prioritize. So uh, broad science, like general science, and then li- a life science. And I just think that's um, that's so doable. You know, that really is very doable. So if your high schooler is not headed toward a science-related field, uh, what do you think are the important concepts to cover? I feel like kind of 
answered that. Do yes. you have more to add to that? Um, I, I think you're right. We we did, I mean, again, if they're not science directed, definitely do that broad, general, as well as a mm-hmm. life science. But we also want to focus on life sciences um, or um, the um, not just life sciences. So chemistry, you would want to do the chemistry of cooking and basic physics principles, like how simple machines work, like a lever or forces when driving. You know, if you turn left really hard, which way are our bodies going to fly? If you're carrying a cake on the seat next to you, what's it going to do if you turn really sharp? There's a principle there. That's a force. So, um, you know, how our weather works. These are subjects that are going to come across as adults, no matter what direction God takes them. And so it's important to give them exposure to um, those general areas if they're not headed. And and again, you may have a child who blooms late, who determines what mm-hmm. they want to be when they're in their 12th grade year. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's good to give them that solid foundation so that they can build upon it if or when God prompts them in an area that they could just kind of continue from where they were instead of having a right. backtrack. Right, so the things— Right. So the things that you're, the concepts that you feel are important to cover would be covered in what we talked, what we talked about previously in, in general science yes. and in the life sciences. Okay. And, and then also okay, consider, yeah, it, again, if you think there's even a possibility that your child is going to go to college, even if you think um, they're not headed towards a science related field, you, you need to be aware that, that colleges have requirements of sciences. They want to mm-hmm. see a certain number of mm-hmm. labs. And so this is the time to start having those conversations, to think about what's required. Even if there's a possibility that they're going to go, what, what schools will they go to if they did? Um, you know, mm-hmm. is it a community college? And what are those requirements? They may want to see three lab courses or they want to see two. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't, I would, I mean, I'm trying to be as general as possible because every sure. one of us has a different child, different situation. Right. But I also want to alert um, parents that, you know, if that's a possibility, um, you know, I had one child that I'm like, this kid's not college directed. I just knew in my mind, he was very slow to develop, very just, just was not there, even though he had this interest in building things. And, um, we just kept plotting forward, you know, doing what he, I knew he was capable of, capable of doing. And in like probably the summer before 11th grade, oh, mom, I want to do this. I want to be an engineer. I want, and I want to take three, three maths this year and three maths next year. And I'm like, what happened to my child? God just oh, wow. sparked this child and 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 moved him to to do some. He's doing amazing things right now. That had you mm-hmm. asked me back when he was in middle school, I'd be like, "Oh, that's great." I just don't know if God had made him this way, but he just was slower right. to develop. So we don't want us to prevent them or slow them down necessarily if they right. don't know what they want to do. We want them to be able to reach their highest potential and thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. again, that's be aware of those things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think those are great things to be aware of. And and honestly, kind of at this point in, in the game, I would be encouraging moms. Okay. It's at this point because it's so easy to kind of tip over into the fear mm-hmm. and the panic to stop and to pray and to ask Absolutely. the Lord for wisdom and have the conversation with, with your child too. You know, our, our, I loved involving our teens in, uh, you know, the process of, okay, um, these are the credits you're shooting for uh, to get your diploma. How do you want to go about that? And, and kind of laying it out in front of them, um, mm-hmm. just some of the different options. Because there's something about when they get to choose it that they own it more and they're more uh, vested in it yes. and they're more determined to, you know, to succeed in it. Um, yeah, they have a goal so and they yeah. want to do what's necessary for that goal. And sometimes what you're doing exactly. for that goal involves things you don't necessarily love. You know, when you want to be an athlete, working out isn't always fun, but you do it because you know you've got to get your body prepared. And so 
you know, there's a, there's things in life we have to do. We don't love to do. I don't love doing taxes. Never met anybody who does love it, but it's a part of life. (laughs) And so sometimes, you know, you got to take that chemistry chapter because it's just a part of life to expose yourself to this and, you know, get your brain around it. And if you're capable of it, then that's great. So yeah, yeah. You know, our our son Luke had an experience with the chemistry class that I I've shared in my um, in the four hour school day. Uh, but he, I think I did anyway. I don't know. I talk about it. I've talked about it off and on, and I can't remember if I wrote it in the book or not. But basically, uh, he he went to a a, a a science class at it was a chemistry class at like it was like a par- parent partnership program. So it was it was for homeschoolers, but it was funded by the public school. It was a very unique program because everyone in it, including most of the teachers and the principal, and they were all homeschoolers. So it had a really great you know. Uh, really great, great homeschool feel to it. it. had that, you know, everybody's kind of on the same page. So it was a very cool program. But anyway, he went to this class and the teacher who was teaching uh, was actually a teacher uh, that was retiring from the public school. And and he'd been teaching for decades. And so he was just kind of doing this in the interim before full retirement or whatever. And and he just, the first day of class, he apologized and basically said, you know, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of grading papers. <laughs> I'm tired of teaching. So what we're going to do this year is we're, you know, I'm sorry, we're not going to go into great depth on chemistry. We're just going to hit the really important aspects of chemistry. And he did that. And Luke, that to this day, he says that was one of his favorite classes because what happened for him, and every kid's different, but for him, just having the highlights really caused him to ask, start asking questions and then finding the answers to those questions and diving in. So he could do a lot of his own uh, research and you know finding out just his own curiosities, answering his own curiosities with it. So for him, that was a perfect fit, um, and he learned he learned a ton from that class, and he still loves chemistry because of that class. So it was just a great example of how with some kids, a simple you know a simple approach is especially kids who are who are kind of self motivated. I think they tend to ask the questions and and dig deeper on their own. So that was a really great experience for him. Um, so how about the mom out there whose high schooler is headed toward a science-related field? Would you have any different or uh, different advice for them? I do. And I want to say this in a way that doesn't cause stress because you can take mm-hmm. it one year at a time. Um, but this is where mm-hmm. the quote traditional track comes in. Most science-related fields require a student to go to college. And we talked a little bit about this before. There's several college paths that a student can take. You know, many don't require tens of thousands of dollars. There's ways to get college degree without being in massive debt. All four of my kids graduated from college without debt. Many of them took advanced degrees and didn't get have debt. Um, but as a rule, um, they don't, they, they all, all colleges look for at least a solid year each of biology, of chemistry, and one or two other lab sciences. Traditionally, mm-hmm. physics is encouraged as a third year plus an elective science in the fourth year, but some students aren't ready for the math and physics by their 11th grade year. Um, and so right. because it requires geometry with a little bit of trigonometry. And so what they would, they would hold physics till their 12th grade year and instead might take human anatomy, astronomy, marine biology, um, a solid health and nutrition course or something like that. So um, there are other sciences you can take, but they do want to see at least, at least three, if not four, depending on the college you're going to. Um, and some students are ready for general biology in eighth grade. And so if they are, mm-hmm. that's great. Most colleges will accept general biology in eighth grade, 
but not all of them. And this is where, again, if you have any inclination of places they might be interested in going, I would always recommend checking your local community college um, or, mm-hmm. or an, and a local uh, you know, university that would be like the most in-state because they're usually less expensive. And then a Christian, mm-hmm. pick a Christian one too that they you may want to consider them going to. And that way you have mm-hmm. at least a couple to ask their, you know, call their admissions department and say, what are your requirements for admissions for science? And that will give you some mm-hmm. some ideas. Um, but in, if they say, well, we don't take biology if it's taken in eighth grade, you can even get around that. You're homeschooling. Take it in eighth grade, extend it into the summer. Completed date is summer school after eighth grade, which is considered ninth grade. So eighth grade summer school counts as high school. So there's ways to, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're translating what we're doing into the language that colleges do. But again, right, um, right. you can check and see what, um, colleges are looking for. Some students um, might want to take their science courses as a dual enrolled community college class. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say a caveat for that too. If they're, it's very difficult to make to take dual enrolled classes that will be in your major and expect a college you're going to transfer to to accept them. Colleges want mm-hmm. you to take in, within your major, in particularly, they want you to take your their classes. So, let's say you want to be a pre med mm-hmm. major, you want to go into medicine and major in pre med at the university, but in 11th grade, you take biology um, at um, at the community college. That'll count for high school and it'll count as an elective science for college, but the college is going to probably mm-hmm. say, we want you to take our biology class because there, right, there's a right. lot of variance. So I'm just giving some heads up. This is where it takes some, mm-hmm. a little bit of legwork and phone calling and networking mm-hmm. um, because again, a lot of four, your colleges want their students to take their major courses. And I know that's kind of a racket and it can be frustrating but that's mm-hmm. where we want to do our homework. Get informed. Help your team come along and get informed as well. If this is their goal, get them involved in the process. Um, right. One other right. caveat is clepping science courses likely won't be accepted mm-hmm. as well for a science major. Again, they there's just not the same amount of depth of education for clepping. So um, maybe mm-hmm. you can clep or dual enroll, you know, uh, speech class or uh, composition right. or something but not the major classes. So um, so those are the things to be thinking about, not to overwhelm, mm-hmm. but to give you a heads up so you can start planning, um, preparing, right. asking the questions and being an advocate for your kids. I mean, we're our children's mm-hmm. advocates and we're frankly, we're their guidance counselors too. Um, mm-hmm. So we have to inform ourselves and we have to find those in our area. Oftentimes your state organizations, your homeschool support organizations or support groups will have lots of helps for you too. So that's a good mm-hmm. resource mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I was thinking as you were mentioning these different things that they're going to, different classes that they're going to need to take, that would be, you know, someone who's not going for a science related field wouldn't need to be taking in high school. But the thing I want to um mention is is that the idea of doubling up on things in terms of um, using that course, um, maybe they're going to be doing a lot of writing in that course. Well, then then their writing is handled for, you know, absolutely in, in terms of, high you know, so you can, yes. right. So you can kind of, you can combine things. I used to do this with our kids too. You know, it looked like their load was heavier. I could tell it was heavier than what they were going to be able to bear. And I was talking to um, uh, the principal of this, uh, this HomeLink program, who had 
homeschooled her six children who were all adults and and uh, anyway she, and she had her master's in education but she basically said oh just combine subjects you know mm-hmm. like if they're doing history if they're reading history uh, have them you know write a summary of what they wrote and that's their writing for that day you know so yes. you can do that with the, with the you know the topics that are, are in addition to maybe the the workload that they're already already doing. And, it, you know, if it sounds like too much, you can, like I said, you can combine, combine subjects and one of that's my, the freedom we have. One of my sons, his composition for 11th grade was um, filling out college applications with the essays required for that and scholarship mm-hmm. application and essays. Oh yeah, That was his composition. Like you're writing essays, this is composition. And so we just kept track of absolutely. those. Absolutely. So doubling up Perfect. like that, when they're doing the work, we want to give them the credit. So absolutely. Right. Um, absolutely. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, and so the last I just would like you uh, to share, and you shared some already, but just some resources um, that can help uh, families take a more simple, unhurried approach to science in high school. Yeah, um, so again, without feeling stressed out, I don't want everybody to go away from this Mm -hmm. podcast feeling totally stressed. Right, right, right. But start with prayer. Ask the Lord for direction on this. Mm -hmm. Ask him to go before you and open the doors and opportunities for your teen. He knows the plans he has for your teen. Pray with your teen also. And then again, network with people, look for co-ops that might offer classes that you're looking for, look for online classes. There's a ton now post-pandemic that meets your needs. I produce instructional videos that take the student through an entire year of a science subject, um, demonstrating experiments, using animations, videos to explain concepts. Um, So there's a lot out there to help your child get what they need, the instruction that they need, um, that take away a lot of the prep time that maybe we as parents don't have. Um, and mm-hmm, can help mm-hmm. them to become more independent in their study right. um, and mm-hmm. th- to get the instruction that they need. There's lots of live classes out there. Apologia offers live classes, so do others. Um, again, these are a short internet search away. Um, and mm-hmm. again, I I don't want to give you lots of names of those because I haven't taken all the classes to say, this is a good one, this sure. is a good one, this is not a good one. I sure. know that Apologia offers solid stuff and I can recommend them, right. but they're not the only curricula out there. And um, you know, as a homeschooler, we choose what fits our family and our child best. That's why there are a lot of curricula. That's why there is no one perfect curriculum. Um, and we have mm-hmm. the blessing of choosing. So, so again, um, network with there to find ways to get that instruction for your children that don't add to your plate or their plate even. And then finally right, understand right. that um, God gave you your children. He knows exactly mm-hmm. how he made each of us. He knows our capabilities and areas where we feel less able and I, I don't know about you, Dorinda, and you listening. It's interesting to me that God gives us kids who are outside of our wheelhouse and and, mm-hmm. and I feel <laughs> unable. And how can I, I mean, if they all were just like me and lined up like me, I'd know exactly what to do. But it really helped me realize my need for him and to rely on him. And so mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that's a beautiful lesson that we have. The blessing that we have of home educating our children is God is growing us in our faith and Mm -hmm. he knows what each of our children need needs and he's going to provide that we can trust that he will provide there were years we had very little formal education happening even in the high school years my dad was ill for a year and I had a a year I thought it was totally lost educationally speaking Mm -hmm. but my children did above and beyond when it came to to how much they learned that year not even counting the life lessons they learned so God is in, in charge of those things talk with your teens, ask them what they love, expose mm-hmm. them to a broad mm-hmm. range of things and just know that God's got great plans for them. Mm, I love that. And I love that uh, involving them in the process is is such a part of this because as they're going into, you know, as they're 
going through high school and, and if they are going to college, um, and even if they're not, we want them to be able to manage these things and navigate these things on their own. And that's kind of what we're doing during this time. And so we're, we're doing it alongside of them. And then we're hopefully kind of giving them some of the responsibility so that uh, they understand what's involved in it. And uh, one thing that I wanted to add that you did mention in the last podcast, um, when you're choosing your classes and your, um, your curriculum, uh, as believers, we want to be sure that we are, you know, Hopefully, uh, we're choosing Christian curriculum with uh, with a create creation based. Um, if we if we can, I know there's a point at which it switches over. If you're going to a community college, you're just not going to have that option, right? And, and so, yeah, but, be aware of the worldview, and then right. be ready to have the conversations with your with your children, yes. um, so that yes. they can process and, those things. Yes, and hopefully, we will have laid a foundation in the early years um, in the way that we've approached science that when they get there. They're like, oh yeah, I know. You know, they they can handle it. They can process it. They can defend it. They can, you know, right. they can take those classes, and it's not going to change their worldview. Absolutely. And uh, you know, so well, thank you, Sherry. I am so grateful that you're here. To, you were here today with us. I think this has just been incredibly um, encouraging and informative. Uh, so thank you for spending time with us. Well, it was it was a joy. Um, thank you. It was great talking with you too. Okay, moms, I will uh, include as much of this information in the show notes as possible, and we're going to go ahead and bow in a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time together. We thank you for the way that you make a way in the things that seem overwhelming and the things that seem impossible. God, you are the one who makes a way. I think about the Red Sea and how the Israelites came right up to the ocean with the enemy over there on the other side. They really had no place to go, and you and you just split the sea and opened it up. And Lord, you do the same for us as we're homeschooling. It can feel that way <laughs> as we're facing some obstacles and um, just especially in high school, just really trying to do right by our kids while allowing them to have uh, the response, you know, enough of the responsibility as well, and just having those conversations with them. There's just there's a lot of moving parts, and so I just pray for every parent listening that you would just pour out your wisdom and your grace on them as they uh, navigate this part of the journey, and also pour out your grace and mercy on their kids. And I just ask that. You would keep the relationship in a good, in a good place as they walk through it all together, and and in fact, it would be um, uh, it would strengthen their relationship as they walk through these years and, and navigate these challenges together. Um, again, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 